This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelore, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. I want to introduce you to anybody who isn't already following you. Push pause on the episode. Go over to Instagram at SoFThickFitness. There's three S's on the end right now. Her account, her original OG account, right before we were supposed to record, was hacked and is now being held for ransom by some individual in Turkey, is what I last heard. So sad because I know when you're building up your account and doing this type of work, you put hours and hours into the content. And also when it's something as vulnerable as your body that you're sharing to have that removed, it's so violating. Literally. And this guy would, well, if I assume it's a guy who was, who was messaging me and was saying stuff like, why are you sharing the images that you are? Like you're obviously, I'm not going to say the words that he said, but he was just really like derogatory and just nasty and degrading. And I was just like, I know you're trying to get in my head. Like, I know that's your only, only aim, but I just, I totally know what you mean. And I really found my niche and I found so many people relatable and I really felt like I was trying to like help people and then all that just got taken away and that was like a big shock I I genuinely went into a really really bad like depressive state around like November December time um it did really I'm so sorry that happened to you yeah so you're you've got your new account up you've grown a lot in a couple of months. So it is amazing. amazing. And just such a testament to how people connect to you and that they really like want your content in their feed. So you are a personal trainer, a body positivity advocate and mental health advocate, and you show stunning images of yourself and I believe creates space for women to show up in whatever body they have. Yeah. I think there's a big representation of one body in the media, but um, I just think there needs to be more. Now I can't represent for every single body. I can only, I can only be in my body, but I just think it's really important to just be your authentic self. Like I just, for so long, I tried to be and fit into this fitness kind of persona and tried to be like the six pack abs. And when I look back, I'm like, wow, like it's not who I am. Like I love dessert, but I love hip thrusting. Like, can I not just like combine the two? Um, so I think it's really important for people to like enjoy fitness and still feel safe and want to feel safe in their body and not feel like they're constantly having to chase something because if you're constantly chasing something like you're never going to enjoy where you are right now but that's taken me a long time to realize and I still battle with that every day as I'm sure a lot of people do it's just a learning curve (laughs) you know what I'm so happy to have you as a personal trainer who's also part of this body positivity world join us on the show I know right now I can even think off the top of my head of three women that I'm working with who are in the health and wellness industry, struggling badly with their relationship with food and their body. This industry is 
so important, so important to have these individuals who are there to help guide us and lead us as to how we move our body and how we feel the most vibrant and energized. And yet at the same time, it can be so constricting the ideal that we have of what healthy looks like and how healthy should be lived out is so linear that the health industry has now become unhealthy. It, That is the best summarization of that I could possibly think of. I think it's just become so toxic that I have just kind of really steered away from it. And it's only been since having to come back to the UK because of COVID. I've actually just decided in August, I was like, right, I'm starting an online TT business. I'm not going to promote weight loss. I'm not going to promote anything. We're just going to move our bodies to feel good. We tend to do a lot of like dancing and stuff in our like sessions just to be stupid. But um, a lot of my clients came to me and they were like, it's just so refreshing to see you offering like workouts and stuff but just for fun and just to really work towards performance goals and mental clarity and not like you need to work out with me to change your body like they were like it's so refreshing just to work out have a chat with a normal person feel related to like it's just it just makes me feel so overwhelmed um and I'm like looking at my board now full of all my like clients names and it just warms my heart because they're just so such lovely people who just want someone to relate to and I think people put PTs on like a pedestal where in reality we're just humans we all suffer you know and I just think it's really important just to help people along the way and not squish them down I love what you said about just getting people moving their body. I know I had such a hard relationship with movement and exercise. Both my parents are physios. They love being active. I was lucky in that that was a really big part of our childhood was like getting out and playing soccer and going skiing and never for weight loss, but because that's what we do as part of moving our body and keeping ourselves healthy and vibrant. I, though, was always much more drawn to dance than the sports that the rest of my family was. The world of dance can be toxic, too. And I fell into this mindset of like working out needs to be one hour on a treadmill, 30 minutes of doing weights. I've got to sweat. There was no joy there. And I think a lot of women feel that way about movement. I know. It's so sad. It's so, so sad. They feel like they have to achieve something. They can't just enjoy the movement. And I think because society and in many different forms has stripped the fun out of it and has literally taken it back to what you look like rather than how you feel. And I know so many people are trying to advocate for this at the moment, but obviously the message message is trying, it's it's happening, but it's not penetrating that well. But um, I really think that the society has just kind of stripped everything back and taken the fun out of everything. So our goals are being lost left, right and centre when our goal should really just to be happy and be healthy, be with our friends. And mental health doesn't come into the fitness industry. Like that's completely excluded. That's ugh, I just. Yeah. Mental health should be like the biggest, biggest thing. Like if your mental health isn't in partnership with your body, how are you supposed to move your body healthily and happily? Like it's just not going to work. So I just think that needs to be. Talked about a little bit more. For me now, the main reasons that I move my body is for my mental health, for clarity, for joy. I'm somebody who takes anti-anxiety medication and have struggled with anxiety my whole life. So moving my body in 
gentle ways, not like hardcore, high intensity workouts is actually best for me and for my mental health and body doing more low impact workouts, like dancing, walking, a run walk is one of my favorites where I just, and then I stop that. that really works at the end of the day, the benefits of moving our body are undeniable on all different levels, but we lose sight of that when we're just focused on getting the six pack or the big booty. Like one of my friends posted something the other day and it was like, I just realized that when I achieve that body, I have to sustain that body. Um, I don't think I want it anymore. And I was, I kind of like chuckled to myself and I was like, it's so true. Like once you get there, it's not like you're going to like reach kind of like pivotal happiness. You're not going to reach that point. Like it's just be like, you'd be happy along the way. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't like home workouts. I'm a bit of a, like a gym bunny, but I get like a, quite a lot of anxiety from like the pre-workout, like I get anxiety about doing the workout. Like I know it's obviously like a, like a relief um, once it's done, but it's, I build myself up so, so much about, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this, especially from like a PT point of view. I build up such anxiety. I just said, I'm sitting on the sofa for four hours, just eating chocolate. And I'm like, (laughs) I just just think again, because there's this such stigma, there's no one I can relate to apart from some amazing people um, like Georgia Cox, personal training and people like that on, on, I just think it's really really amazing to have other PTs speaking out so that it's just yeah from my perspective trying to help people but I struggle helping myself it's so relatable don't we all and those of us who are helping for the most part it's because we've struggled with these things ourselves and we've started to piece together things that work or we can relate to others and and so I think it's incredible that you're you're speaking to that and not pretending to have it all figured out because yeah. most of us get pre-workout anxiety. Literally, I just think, again, we just, I think we just put so much pressure on ourselves, but I do think that pressure comes from external pressures. Like it comes from society to, to want more, to build your future, to plan for the future, to do all this. And it never tells you just to live in the moment and be with yourself. And I just think, yeah, that's just not really been a focal point in any media so I just think it's never telling you to appreciate yourself for the now and I think it's just had a lot of hang-ups for a lot of people so I love the post that you did on your insta where you showed a picture of yourself I don't know when the before picture was but you were clearly heading into a workout and then you shared an after photo and you said, this is back when I believed that workouts had to look a certain way. I needed to move my body every day. And here I am now still working as a personal trainer and very busy one at that. How did you get from where you were then to the mindset that you're in now? My priorities changed. I met my boyfriend who I love so much we met doing Camp America he's from like down south in England and we just love traveling and I was just like am I going to spend all my time in a gym like seven days a week three hours a session am I going to spend all that time there or should I go to New Zealand should I go to Thailand should I go do you know what I mean all these different places and it's not like I didn't have hang-ups doing that but my priority was okay, let's just save to get to the next flight. Let's just save to get to the next flight. And that became like my focus. But from, there was a couple of posts that I did from like the before perspective and the after perspective. And I remember one of them was saying about what my caption was 
inner time hop and it like hops you back to your like previous memories yeah. um, it did like a four, four years ago it was like remember to work out over the holidays guys and it was like me with like a little sister and then it was like now it's like no just do what makes you happy if downtime is what you need downtime is what you need just look after your mental health like it's just so important so it's just a big perspective shift and yeah my priorities change to not just focus on my body but it does still have an effect on me even though it's not my like main thing it does still yeah. have an effect on me which I think is important to realize but traveling's like my big thing <laughs> <laughs> traveling one over the six-pack now I think this is yep. a part of a bigger conversation that's happening yeah. right now which I don't believe there's a right or wrong answer or a black and white response to this I'm just curious to know what you think yeah. This month, Cosmopolitan Magazine released a set of cover images digitally featuring 11 or 12 different women, all with different body types and all with different definitions of what healthy looks like. The title on the magazine cover said, this is healthy. We showed a picture on our Instagram page of Jessamine Stanley, who was one of the women who was featured. And I was like, this is everything. Our girls are going to love this. And there was a wide variety of opinions on these covers, on the shoot, on the label of this being healthy, Jessamine being a heavier set woman. And people felt like this is not healthy. This is obesity. How can we be celebrating this as health? Yes, this is beauty. Yes, this is beautiful, but this is not healthy. So I have sat with that. We posted that about a week ago now in these comments and done some reading and looked at different perspectives on it. And I'm so curious to know what you thought of Cosmo, who traditionally has the perfectly photoshopped half nude boob girl on the cover. Okay, do we have enough time? Because <laughs> yeah, we got all the so, time. <laughs> I was obsessed. Now, I first originally saw this through Alex Light, Nelly London, and Soph Butler. Oh my god! Um, and I was like, this is literally, like you said, this is everything. This is the representation that we need. It's long overdue, but it's amazing that it's happening. I just think it's amazing because even though it doesn't even come close to the amount of body types that it represents it's still an incredibly diverse amount of body types that it that it showed and I just think it was so incredible now with the like the backlash or the difference of opinion no one knows what healthy is like people just think healthy is the six-pack abs but no one brings mental clarity into that no one brings flexibility or performance into that like I can probably not a lot, but I've done a like 160 kg hip thrust, but you get me running on the treadmill. I'm done in 20 seconds. Like I can't, I can't do it. Like everybody's got their, their niche. And I think it's really, really important to know that you're not failing as a person if you can't do everything. And I think that's what people have kind of made health and fitness as, even though it's really toxic, just to look a certain way, not how you feel or how you perform or how, what's right for you. And I think that's really, really toxic. So No, don't like it. It's challenging because we live in this fat phobia culture where there's this image that people now inherently believe is unhealthy. Now, a lot of people who are either listening or just joining in and haven't really thought this deeply about any of it might say, yeah, but having a lot of extra weight on your body to the point where you might be like categorized as obese is hard on your joints. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your organs. And So, I mean, I've read 
Christy Harrison's book, Anti-Diet, which just opened up my mind in ways that I could have never expected, where you start to understand that even doctors and health professionals are very influenced by diet culture and that they are paid money by companies in the diet world in order to create this big fight against fat to make essentially those people feel that there is something wrong with them, that all of this is, is a story that's being created and that we've been fed. And as we're not experts yeah. or individuals who are working in this field, we just sort of trust that that's the truth. Exactly. This book really opened up some new ways of seeing things and some new perspectives that are not widely talked about. I would highly recommend it for anybody who's sort of in this journey in regards to health and wellness in your body and what that looks like. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a funny story because I actually had a GP ask me once and um, they said, can you, because they found out I was a personal trainer, they're like, can you give me any advice with nutrition? Like, what can you like give me? And I was like, first of all, I don't know anything about nutrition. Um, I just kind of intuitively eat, like kind of eat what I want. But secondly, I was thinking, oh my goodness, like these are the people that are supposed to know. And when I started kind of researching about it, it turns out that they don't necessarily have all the qualifications for nutrition. They just know what to supply if something is wrong for someone. So I just found that really eye-opening. That was a couple of years ago. I mean, this is obviously, a there's a spectrum here. So we've got like the Uber fit body. I'm just yeah. picturing, you know, what would be on the cover of Women's Health or some magazine like that. Yeah which I think we can all agree to just by looking at that body. We cannot tell if it is healthy. We cannot tell how they're eating. We can't tell what their mental health is at. We can't tell if they have diabetes. We can't tell if they have depression and anxiety. We don't know if they've got cancer coming in a couple of years, but we have visually decided that this is the healthy body as we see on the cover of women's health. I mean, just right there. Women's health. No one knows what's going on on the inside, like you said. And like someone who's in a thinner body could be in a more deteriorative, if that's the word, state um, than someone in a larger body. Like it doesn't have like a comparison. There's, There's no scale that really represents everything and encompasses everything like they just look at body size and what that represents they don't take into account anything else and and that's really really what we need to be doing because like we said before if your mental health isn't on par with your your body then how are you supposed to run your body effectively and efficiently so yeah I just think that needs to be talked about right so we've got this one side that is what we imagine health to look like, but we can't actually tell anything about what's going on on the inside. And then we've got this other side on the other end of the spectrum where people are labeled as obese based on what they look like and where we assume unhealthy, not working out, lazy, probably going for a lot of fast food, not motivated. There's a number of different labels that we can put on those individuals as well without knowing what they're doing. Somebody like Jessamine, for example, is doing yoga and is moving the body. So the challenge as well becomes like, who are we to judge as well? Why is there so much weight put on this? Like, why do we get to get so triggered by a picture of a woman who's larger why are we so mad that that's being labeled someone as healthy? Have, I know, like someone could have the same diet as you're saying someone who potentially could be obese. Someone could be having that same diet in a thinner body, but their body just responds differently. Like, why aren't we triggered by someone who's in a thinner body? Like, weight doesn't represent 
everything that's going on like what pressures are they under like to be eating like that whether you're in a larger or a thinner body like it who's to know so um, I just think if people want our help and they offer their opinions and stuff it should be out of kindness it should never be out of like a judgmental way like it's if, if someone comes to me and asks for my help then I will ask them like what are your reasons I'll ask them about goals and stuff I say I don't want any aesthetic goals no aesthetic goals I want two performance goals and a mental goal and then it just takes that away um, and every week we'll check in and say how you feeling today like are we having a low day do we need to do low impact like how's your body feeling like what do we need to do so I think it's really good to like assess along the way and I don't think that's accessible to a lot of people like people aren't being checked in on and I just think that it just creates really bad like habits for people in terms of like how society thinks of them so I just think we need to be inclusive and understanding and open because everybody has different experiences and everybody's bodies reacts differently to different things Oh, I think it's so important what you're doing and that you can still create goals and things to work towards with your fitness, with your wellness, where you can be saying, I want to feel more energized. I want to feel like I don't have to take a nap every day at 2 p.m. I want to feel stronger in my body. Like I can pick my kids up. I don't want to feel so achy when I get out of bed every morning. I want to be able to lift that weight. I want to be able to do this many push-ups. That's one of the things that's kind of getting me through it. Like, even though I'm the person that's trying to put out this information to people and and help people, like, yes, I'm struggling a little bit too, but doesn't everybody? But I think that it's really, really important to, like we said before, like jumping back, just being relatable, being raw, being open. And then you can't trick yourself. Like if you're posing for that photo and then you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror, you're like, okay, I didn't look like that like two minutes ago. But then you never looked like that two minutes ago. You were just posing. Do you know what I mean? So trying to be that raw, authentic self, you kind of leaves it less likely to disappointment or do you know what I mean? Like it's not, you're not being disheartened all the time. So yeah, I just think it's really important to be raw, authentic, open. You do all that so beautifully, which is why everybody loves you and is following you and is cheering you on from afar. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Robbie Detox. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all faced, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness. No silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Pressing pause for a moment to ask you some questions. Be honest with me. Put up your hand, not if you're driving, of course. Put up your hand if you're feeling a little out of control around food these days. You constantly find yourself in the kitchen snacking or eating when you know you're not really hungry. Put up your hand if you feel unhappy with your body. You get dressed in the morning or you're getting ready to go out and you feel totally discouraged by what you see in the mirror. Put your hand up if you are struggling to find the motivation to stay active or to move your body or really to live any of the habits that you know you want to be living, but you just can't seem to get into the groove. If you put your hand up for any of those things, I want to invite you to join me at my free live training, Five Steps to End the Battle with Food and Your Body. This is a free training. You can find the link to sign up in the show notes down below. And in this training, I'm going to walk you through the exact steps I took to change my relationship to food and my body forever. No dieting, no insane workout schedule. It's perfect for anybody who's ready to step away from the exhausting cycle of dieting and overeating and then dieting again, only to feel like nothing is working for you. Or maybe you're trapped always thinking about food and your body and you know that it's holding you back from living your fullest life. If any of this is resonating, please do yourself a favor. Click the link in the show notes down below. Come hang out with me for one of my free one hour trainings. I can't wait to see you there. In my group coaching program, the Robbie D Reset, we do focus on movement and our relationship with movement. So I have a couple of questions for you that are similar to what we ask people in the group. If you were to tell me what are the five ways that you really enjoy moving your body that you, that feel good, that it's fun, that it's light, doesn't feel like a chore. What would be your top five ways of moving your body? So this, if you'd asked me this maybe five years ago, it would be like six pack, big bum, all that. <laughs> but now it would be moving and not looking at myself directly after I've worked out, unless it's to see how, how, if I've sweat or if I'm smiling, I think that's a big, big one, not checking for any results directly after a workout because that's that was a big big no-no for me like that would be one actually moving my body and setting mini goals during my like my sets are like okay I want to aim for 20 reps 20 reps sounds like a lot but I want to do four sets of five we're going to break those five down if you need to break those five down even more just go three and then two and then you've done your first set of five like just mini mini goals like it doesn't matter how much I need to regress things through that set I just keep regressing until my mind feels on par with my body because it's the mind that I have to convince the most so that's a big thing and getting my mind on board I think 
just making sure I'm enjoying it. If I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to do it. I, when I go to the gym, when it's open, I have my one bench and my one bar and I literally just do hip thrusts. I've just found my niche. I just think you need to do what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, I just, if you're not going to enjoy it, there's no point in doing it. You will not catch me running on the treadmill. I'm not going to run on the treadmill. And that's great <laughs> if anybody else wants to, but I just can't. I just, not for you. It's not for me. I just, yeah, I don't know if I can really categorize it into anything else. Just enjoyment is the biggest thing. Like, and it kind of encompasses everything else, but small mini goals, enjoyment, and just having fun. That would be my, I just don't really think I can pop it into any other words. That's perfect. Yeah, that's the main thing for me now. That's perfect. And so what are your favorite ways to move your body? Like you, you're obviously, you love going to the gym. You mentioned hip thrusts. You've mentioned dancing a little bit, like just kind of moving your body and being goofy. Is there another form of movement that you enjoy? Because I'm a bit of a lazy bum, to be honest. So out of like me and my sister, my mom and dad did not think I would be the PT. But I don't know. It is just lifting weights. And I do kind of like hip training, but I'm not really like a, a dancer. I've got quite a few injuries. So like I've got like some fractures in my feet and stuff like that. So I can't bend my toes. Yeah, it's no. just a lot of situations going But this was because I, before I was a PT, I trained myself so hard in things that I didn't realize would injure me. I did squats and I've got like inflamed vertebrae, like in my back. It's just the whole situation. So now I've found my niche. I know what I like to do. I just stick with what I know and I enjoy it. So I don't put any pressures on myself to try and find other things because I can't lunge. I can't bend my feet. I can really run. <laughs> but um, it's just kind of working again, listening to my body before I was fighting against it, trying to do lunges and bending my feet when there was shooting pains at my legs and stuff. And oh, there's no point. So I was just now listening to my body and finding out Okay, well, hip thrusts don't hurt anything. Let's just go with that. Right. Which is, again, <laughs> a testament to what we were just talking about when you when you were working out so much prior, your body yeah. was so injured. You were fractured and inflamed and yeah. in pain and like it wasn't actually yeah. serving you. So It wasn't beneficial at all, like no. at all. And I just really kind of brought myself like in a downward spiral and mm-hmm. I just thought I'm not worthy of being a PT. I can't perform for my clients. Like this is just something that I just won't be able to do. And mm-hmm. back in August when I started my online PT business, I was like, is this going to work? And I was like, do you know what? Let's just see how it goes. The worst I can do is not do it because I wasn't doing it before. So if mm-hmm. I just go back to that, then nothing's changed. So, but now I think I've just given myself time and grace and it's really kind of blown up just because people, again, are just feeling related to people have injuries people have had children and their bodies have been affected through that and it's just you just got to give yourself kindness I think and just move and groove I love it I always love it when our guests deliver a raw beauty challenge to the audience so something that they can take away from this episode incorporate into their own life and work on over the next week or beyond what would be Soph's raw beauty challenge so funny you say this it's like you're in my head so what I usually say I've said to my clients before and I've said it to friends and family as well get a journal and every single day for one week write three things that you love about yourself they can be aesthetic but try to look a little bit deeper try to look inside and what you can offer friends and what you can offer family and what you can offer yourself or an action that you've done today that you're proud of or something that you're looking forward to or something that three things that bring you joy bring you happiness and then over that course of the seven days you will see have an accumulative amount of words that you can look at and that represents you so I just think that would be 
raw beauty in front of yourself because I think if you think kind words about yourself but you're still battling some things your brain will push them to the back like they never existed so having them on paper I think is really really good for progression and affirmation yeah exactly so I just think it's really really important so yeah beautiful I love it okay grab that challenge this is like a coaching session for you right now grab your journal follow through with that exercise this week, really practice kindness when it comes to moving your body. What feels good for you in regards to moving your body? Can you break it down into little bite-sized pieces, set a goal for yourself and keep it fun? Please don't injure yourself while you're moving your body. Like your body is this incredible gift and tool that you have that's constantly telling you what it needs. So before you move your body next time, I would encourage you to check in with yourself and and ask, do I need yoga right now? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to put some good music on and dance? Do I need to sprint and go for a run outside in the rain? Just get out of my house. Do I need to go lift some weights and find my power? What is it that your body is asking for right now? The more that you listen and lean into that, I really believe the more we fall into what is true health and wellness. Living that was so emotional listening to that then. That was amazing. Honestly, that was just so brilliant because I think when you just kind of summarize it like that for so many different people like people just think there's just one answer or if they've got family just kind of drilling one certain answer into them or you've got people pressurizing you to constantly lose weight having that whole spectrum of things that you can do for your mental clarity I think it's really really good but I really hope that other people are like starting to find their groove and and doing like you said what feels right for them so Mm -hmm. I ignored my body for too long and I really hope that people don't ignore the signs that their body is telling them so really really listen to what your body is saying and just honor it because it needs all the love because you only get one. (laughs) We only get one. So thank you so much for joining us today. If you're listening right now and you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Tag at Soph, S-O-P-H, fitness with three S's at the end and at Raw Beauty Talks. We will regram your posts. We both would love to hear back from you. What resonated? What hit home? I would love to know how you're moving your body this week personally. And uh, make sure that you take that Raw Beauty Challenge and run with it. Sending you so much love all the way across the world. And I'll be cheering you on forever as you continue to spread your love and light. You're so, so awesome. Thank you so much. This has literally been the best. This is what I needed, really. Just a good chat. <laughs> I needed a good chat. Amazing. Oh, Thank you so much. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.